Welcome back to How to Ruin a Good Walk. This is episode 49. And actually, we have some breaking news. Breaking news on the European tour. It's no longer called European tour. No, it's not. It's called the DP World Tour. Yes. So, obviously, my first initial thought is this is all money-based. Yeah, I think. Get well, some they've, money they've in. had the DP finals, haven't they? DP World yeah. and stuff like this. Um, so yeah, for me, it, it's big backers, and I think European Tour was needing this, uh, and I think it's their way of trying to, I guess, compete with PGA Tour a bit more. Yeah, I don't think they will ever compete just because of the sheer amount of money that the the um, PGA Tour has, but they are obviously trying to bridge the gap a little bit. What will be interesting to see is how the lesser events on the now DP World Tour, how their price money differs. Because obviously the Rolex events are quite well paid, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're, like they're like PGA Tour events. But then the lesser events is quite a drop-off, isn't there? Yeah. Like, like your purse is dropping massively. But you win Czech Masters, it's like €166,000. Whereas yeah. you win an average PGA Tour event, it's like $766,000, which is probably €500,000, yeah. which is like a top event on the European Tour. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get more into this through uh, tour trash talk, but we just thought it was interesting to start because literally we were preparing for the pod and, and this news came out. It has come out today, being so, Tuesday. Yeah, so you're getting this Wednesday morning. You are. Um, so, if we're looking at what we do on the pod, it's really nice and simple, actually. We've got four sections today. We've got Chopper of the Week. Five which, sections. Well, this or that sort of like a bit of fun in it. It's a end. section, though, isn't it, now? Okay. It's been there three Five, three, three five sections. We've got Chopper of the Week, Tour Trash Talk, Tech News. Um, we've also got this or that, which Josh said. And what's our final section? Watch your beef. Watch your beef. Which normally actually goes in before Tech News. Tech Talk. It's a shambles, isn't it? Absolute well? shambles. I'll take this over. Chop of the Week, Tour Trash Talk, Watch Your Beef, Tech Talk, and then this or that. That's what you got coming up today. <laughs> so let's start, Josh, with um, Chop of the Week, and it's a story from you. Yes. And this is... It's so hard to sort of put into words how amazing this was, but I played Amazingly with bad or... Like... The whole thing was just surreal. So I played with a gent, right, uh, in a four ball. Can he be named? No, I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to say where it was. I'm not going to say anything like that. But to say that this gent was eccentric is an understatement. What nationality was he? No comment. His, his um, golfing style was an absolute treat. Like, the way he lined up to his driver, the way he lined up to putts, like, no word of a lie. He's done the tee, driver in hand, with one foot behind the other. What, like, left foot forward or right foot forward? Left foot forward, right foot behind. What? How do you get through the ball? Mate, so he, like, brings it back, swung through the ball, but, like, have you seen that Japanese bloke? Like, pirouetted. Like, jumps through the ball, yeah, like, pirouetting. Mate, honestly, like, jump through, pirouetting, it's just... It was. Just, I, I just stood there like, oh my god, like. Was he actually being deadly serious as well? Like, I have no that... idea. I mean, I, 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 it was. It was like I said, it was surreal. Was it a competition? Yeah. It was. Yes, there was a competition going on. Stop asking me questions that are going <laughs> to drop me in it. So. What competition was it? What no, was no. The next. How did the golf course play? The next thing, we just on the green, right? 
he gets his putter out, obviously, and he just like chunners to himself, oh, not done this in 20 years, and like crossed his legs and like put it. Like right foot over left? Yeah. I've seen someone say that as like a tip or for like keeping centered. So maybe a coach has told him like 20 years ago, oh, do this because you're moving on your putts. Too fair, mate. Don't. I'm not going to do that. It might give you a favour, too fair. Absolutely not. <laughs> Um, You've got some wild knees on your button. The thing is, though, this that is, the way you play golf is not really the funny thing. The funny thing is, one of the gents in the group had an electric trolley, right? What brand? Shut up. Oh, what brand? You can tell brand trolley. No, had an electric trolley. Doesn't matter what brand. Be silent if it's power caddy. It doesn't matter. Power caddy. Then it's power caddy. It's power caddy. Everybody. So we are on a tee. And this golf course in Manchester. Stop asking me questions. Stunnity and this bloke was like the last to the tee. But the bloke who had the electric trolley had obviously taken his club out of the bag and like I know what's coming here. Caught the button or whatever and his bag started rolling, right? <laughs> Mate, no word of a lie. This bloke like did a little jog after it and then went oh, it's not mine, and turn around and just let the bag carry on going. Mate, <laughs> it's like going towards the water. So that, Was it going like a fast speed? Like, because obviously it got like... The guy caught it. The guy like ran from the tee, give it big licks How and caught it. How far is it from where the tee was to the water? Like, I don't know. Put it, put it this way. The, the tee to the water was maybe what? 20 yards? Oh, so it's not like it was far, but it's not like it was... Close, close yeah like but this guy's like running like after his back like grabbing it before it goes in the water mate but this bloke literally went like took a couple like hopped steps after oh it's not mine and like let the bag roll what hole were you on because like imagine this is at the start of your round you've got you, no no, no it, was got, the, it was late in the round but i've still got 17 holes to play with this bad mate it was late but it was just it was just surreal mate it was just the most surreal thing going i just don't get how someone could go Oh, it's not my back. I we were just stood there like, what on earth is going on here? Like, mate, honestly. But he, he was like, he, he always like went to jog after it in like a couple of steps. Oh, not mine. And just literally turned on <laughs> the, and walked away from it. The poor lad's thinking, oh, he's going to get it for yeah. me. Yeah, oh, he's going to stop that. Nice one, mate. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so that is Chopper Week for this week. And I've somehow managed not to drop myself in that. I do, so, I do like the story. I'm not going to lie. I, I, it was just, it was just surreal. The whole thing was just surreal. I, I can't. How big was the pond, mate? It's like a, it's like a, it runs across the course. Oh, so it's like a stream. Yeah, but it's like you so, couldn't put it this way, right? Everybody could do some digging. No golf courses in Manchester with streams running through them. Start right. Stop the story. Well, <laughs> I dropped myself in it. Um, but yeah, this bloke gets dropped of the week because it was it was just surreal. The whole day was surreal. So if you have any funny stories. Get onto our Instagram, DM us, Find and, we will, and we will get we will get them on the on the podcast. We've had some good ones from my boss Dave previously. Um, actually, I need to mention Ollie, who has also sent in chocolate. Oh before. yeah, Holy Wallet. Ollie Wheatley <laughs> got his first ever hole in one. Very impressive. Yes. Didn't you say he hit a shit shot as well? No, he hit a six iron. A draw, baby draw, he said. Yeah, baby draw my ass. And that's what I said to him. <laughs> Thin high cut. So, I'll, I'll give you his uh, his rundown of the hole in one. Was, baby draw, let me go back to the message, if I can get, oh my God. He said, and I quote, 
I said, unbelievable, like commented on his post. He put six iron from 185, genuine baby draw, rattled the pin, pulled back and dropped in. So he's saying it hit the pin? Yeah. And like, bounce at the pin? I, he didn't say that. How am I meant to know, mate? I wasn't there and nor was it recorded. So basically the flag saved him. Yeah. And it's coming. Sorry, Ollie. Sorry, Ollie. <laughs> we just totally dumbed down his hole in one. Sorry, Ollie. Um, unbelievable scenes. And then I put baby draw slash toe hook. Same, same, but different. And he put, next T-shot was exactly that. Huge hook, just out here doing what I want. <laughs> no, um, but fair play. So yeah, fair play. Cause Star listener of the week. Yeah, there you go. Listener <laughs> of the week, if you're getting your hole in one. Be- better listen to this now. So. <laughs> yeah, you've got to listen now, Ollie. Um, right, let's leave that there. Let's move on to tour trash talk, because we've got quite a lot we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Talking points that have come in from last week. Um, as well as what's going on this we week. We did say, we're going to just reiterate this, we did say um, so we're prepare for DP World, but that's not this week coming. There's a it's week off. It's next week. So yeah. No, this week is Dubai Championship. Yeah, but we're going to prepare for DP World next, next week. week. Correct. So um, if you were tuning in for that, don't worry. We've got some other stuff to fill that gap, but um, that will be coming the week after. But, so we're going to talk about the PJ Tour, we're going to touch on the European Tour, and then the debate continues. So the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about how we can make golf harder for these pros. Someone's actually sent us some stuff in, haven't they? We have had a few things come in. So I can't wait to argue with this. We are going to talk about this. But first, let's talk about the PGA Tour because it was the Worldwide Technology Championship at Mayakoba. Okay. Firstly, this golf course is unreal. There's a hole with a cave in the middle of it. There's monkeys walking around everywhere. It's just pure. So, wait, wait, say that again. Mate, seventh hole. Type in on your phone now. Seventh hole, Mayakoba. Mate, there's a cave in the middle of the fairway. It's like a massive bunker seventh that it's a cave. Seventh hole, Mayakoba. So that's M-A-Y-A-K-O-B-A. Yeah, thank you for that. M-Y. M-A-Y-A. Yeah. K-O-B-A. Mayakoba. Google will tell you what it is. Oh my god. Yeah, mate. Big cave. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. And if you, a lot of the guys are like just short of it and playing over it. Um but unbelievable golf course. Like just looks amazing. Yeah. Um in Mexico. <clears throat> but the winner of the event was Victor Hovland, twenty three under par, another low, low score. Again, again, how many times are we gonna say this? Week after week after week. Um Carlos Ortiz was second, 19 under par. Justin Thomas third, 18 under par. But for Hovland, he's become the first player to go back-to-back in this event. Um, he had a final round of four under in quite a stacked field, to be honest. There was a lot of big names playing. Um, but it just a sort of solid performance from him. So names playing, Thomas obviously came third, Scotty Scheffler, Matt Wolfe. Uh, Neiman was playing, Danny Lee, Abraham Anser, Sergio Garcia, uh, Bezadenho. Uh, I'm sure Brooks was in there as well. He didn't have a great week by the look of it. Billy Horschel's playing. Um, he's been quiet, hasn't he? Um, Brooksy. Yeah, Tony Fee, but he's been injured, hasn't he? Tony yeah. Fee now, Charles Schwartz all. And we're going to talk about Brooks Kepka as well because he's actually made some comments about his game this week. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Plays at Mr. Cup, Poulter. Poulter had an absolute blow up, had the old snowman. He played all right apart from that, didn't he? he yeah. Eight and he missed the cup by two. Yeah. So cup was one over or something, wasn't it? And he finished three. Yeah. Um, but, like, all in all, Brooks Kepka had missed the cup, level par. Uh, so, no, the cup was three under, mate. 
Oh, he's one under. Four under, sorry. I know he, he missed, yeah, he missed by two, two and the snowman like crossing. Because I saw him put it on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, he was fuming, wasn't he? He was. He had a right meltdown. But then he, then he prevented Sunday watching the F1, so it was all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but fair play to Mitovlin to go back to back, and he set a new seventy-two hole record as well. Uh, Twenty-three under par, so he was pretty good all week. Um, but have you seen? So I mentioned about the course. Mm. Have you seen the monkeys? No. Mate, there's monkeys just running around the course. There's a there's a video of them running up to to a golfer, and he's like just throwing bananas to try and keep them away. What the monkeys? Yeah, throwing bananas. No, he's throwing bananas to keep the monkeys away. You, you div. <laughs> um, so that look. So you can't have a few in your bag, can you? Look at the boy filling his boots. Filling his boots at a, at a little <laughs> watering station. Bananas, the lot. I don't know if that's put there to stop him going there, though. No, um, no, that's the players. That that's hundred percent for the players. Side of the green, eating a banana and an apple. Don't mind me, lad. That looks like come out of someone's bag. Mate, they're all over the place. So there's this video. That is really. That's pretty cool, that though. It's quite cool. I try to. So they get vicious. Well, yeah. There's your cave. Um, trying to find his. Here you go. Look. Andrew Landry, monkeys running towards him, just panic, throw the bananas oh, away. He's got one in his hand. Throw them away, throw them away. <laughs> he's just like running off. <laughs> I was bleeding hungry. Just trying to run, but yeah, it's great. It's like you said, it's quite cool. It's different, isn't it? Yeah, like, but in a situation like, imagine you're absolutely starving and they're running towards you. You're yeah. not having this. Get into a scrap with the monkey. <laughs> um, I want to touch on Matt Wolf as well. So Matt Wolf had a really, really good week. Um, he had... He started 10 under, so I think he was leading after the first round. Hmm. He then had a second round, three under. He had a bit of a tricky round, third round of plus three, but finished six under par uh, on his final round with a score of 16 under, so just miss out on the top three. Um, and obviously we spoke previously about his mental health and how he's been struggling, and he, he, it's good to see him back in form. And like, he came out and basically sort of said he's happier and he's he's got his head around the fact that it's going to be up and down it's not just sort of playing sailing because obviously that's the thing isn't it I think when they come out as an amateur and being such a successful young amateur where you're winning you're performing you're doing yeah. well every week you're a big fish in a relatively small pond Yeah. And as soon as you come out on tour like you want to have this high expectations on yourself and from the media and then you're coming out and it's like oh shit I'm not actually as good as I thought or yeah. you could easily think that way and I think as well with him like with him okay Morikawa's sort of like absolutely sort of yeah and you're always comparing them against your class year if that makes exactly, sense so like exactly. everybody else who came on tour around the same age from you how they're doing how many years have they been in what have they won you're like oh my god I've not won I've not done this yeah. and I think with him as well he obviously came came on tour he's with Taylor Mays who's with all the big players in the world like he's in that bracket with mm. them immediately because he's sponsored by Taylor Maid. Um like in all their YouTube videos um and the other thing is, he's different. Yeah. He's, okay, it's a long, everyone, it's a long way, but his swing's different. So there's like almost more pressure, like, because people are like, oh, bloody hell, it obviously doesn't work or it does work or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he came out and said, I'm just happy. I'm blessed to be out here. It's not easy and there's lots of ups and downs. That's something I'm learning as I'm getting older and being out here. But for me, I think it's class. Like, it's, it's good to have different swings in it. It's good to yeah, have people look different. Yeah, but all of them are different. different. But I know, I, know, I know what you're saying. It's it's not textbook. No. But it is textbook in certain ways. Yeah, and the fact that he gets his club face square. Because realistically, the be all and end all is, as long as you're square for impact, how you get there yeah. is 
down to I you. I think like it? what his coach would say is, is like he matches up movement. Yeah. So like he's got like two things that match, yeah. which is sometimes it's a little bit more subtle. And in his case, it ain't subtle. At all. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but it's good to see him back, and hopefully you can sort of like kick on. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about before we move on to the European tour, Brooks Kepka. So Brooks Kepka came out this week, and because obviously he's had injuries, had a knee issue. Yeah, yeah. Like he has to line, struggling to line puts up like kneeling down one knee, um, but basically he has sort of come back, come out saying he's now fully fit, um, and he's still gonna be rusty, right though. So yeah. like you know, like obviously he didn't use. To, he said he I only I only practice uh, for tournaments when it's a major, but he still was playing a lot more. Yeah. So like this whole thing of oh yeah, I'm I'm not gonna do this, not like that. I think you said last week he's changed it. He's like being like a range yeah. right. He's out on the range. Exactly. So, so he's. Like, he's- but then his expectations of his game, because he's practicing more, may then be really high. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Thing, I think though. he's going to find it really hard. Well, his quote was, I'm not going to get be- any better sitting at home. You go through periods where you just feel like you've got no control over the club head or you don't know exactly where your swing is. It's just frustrating. I'm a range rat. I'll sit on the range all day. I'm healthy now so I can practice and do everything I want to do. I've just been grinding, man. Like, he's no. obviously trying to sort of get back to where he was. He's yeah, got, yeah. What's he got? Two PGA Championships and two US Opens. Like, the guy's a major winner. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he should be up there in all these events. I know for, like, a lot of, like, maybe young pros on Challenge Tour, that's quite refreshing to hear because I'm sure, like, them at the start of their career, they're like, oh, my God, I'm not performing this, not doing that. Whereas actually hearing a former world number one, probably a top ten in the world, maybe just falling outside say that you're struggling with this swing, it's like, nah, you can't be, because you're, you're too good to struggle with your swing. But I can assure you, even if you're a club golfer, it does happen. It does happen. And while you've mentioned that top 10, we'll touch on that briefly, because it has changed. So Victor Hovland has now actually crept inside, Must be inside the, top the top 10. Maybe even top 5? Uh, no, Seven. not top 5. No, he's 10th. Um, it's not inside the top just... 10, is he? Well, is it? He is in the top 10 in the world, yes. He's 10th in the world, he's not inside the top 10. He's in the top 10 in the world. You're he's so tenth. pedantic. Mate, you're so argumentative. He's 10th. There, there is the top 10 in the world and he's in the top yeah, 10. Yeah, he's, te- he's not top 10. He's 10th in the world. He's in the top 10. He's not inside the top 10. You said he's inside the top 10. Oh, my God. Right. He's in the top 10. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. He's in the top 10 in the world. Yeah, it's great. He's not inside the top 10. Oh, my God. Anyway, the top 10 is he's now in still... in the top 10. The still top John, 10 right, right, yeah, you've said it. Still John Rahm, Colin Morikawa. That's a bite. Dustin Johnson. Patrick Cantley, Xander Schofley, Justin Thomas, DeChambeau's dropped a few places, obviously having not played. Uh, McElroy, Oosthuizen still clutching on there at nine, and then Hovland at ten. So good to have him in there um, from a European perspective anyway. Um, actually, while well, I mentioned Bryson, Bryson DeChambeau, that's something else we're not, we need to talk about. Clubs. Bryson. You say mine's for... You say mine's since 2017. Now, here's my question to you. Aren't they the same irons but new? Okay. Like, as in, like, a new set of the same irons? Yeah, yeah. Or are they actually the same irons? Well... Because for mm, me, the amount of balls that he hits, I would be surprised if, if they are the same irons. I agree, but in the video that he released, they were talking about how his grooves won't be as sharp. So, there's a chance they could be the same. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because of the wear of how much he's hit him. Mm. But... Anyway, maybe as a practice set, maybe he has a play. So. Maybe, um, but he is finally, or seems to be finally, changing his clubs. There's, they've been uh, Cobra have been testing clubs with him, and he put a YouTube video out 
um, with loads of different different irons. So he's been trying different irons, updated versions of what he's got. They were talking about some three D printed stuff. Mines. Yeah, and they were also talking about a new driver, obviously that that is going to be in the next video. Classic. Get you coming back for more. Um, so Make sure you subscribe and come back for more. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how because he, he obviously in the video he's absolutely pure in him. Um, Did it show you the driver or not? It didn't show you the driver in that video. And obviously, it doesn't really show you the club head either. It's quite... But you, it's, you see him obviously hitting balls. Nothing's blurred, but obviously you, you can't see the club head from standing behind him, can you? So um, it's all quite hush-hush, but interesting to see how it affects his game. Because if you've had something for that long that's exactly the same, mm. it could have a big impact. Am I right? Really? For some players, anyway. I think as long as you test it right, and as long as you do all the bits, which he's gonna leave no stone oh, unturned. Oh yeah, I, I don't scientific. see why it should change much. Yes, yeah. but he's got to get that right, hasn't he? If you don't get that right, then he's up shit creek without a paddle. Yeah, but it's like that familiarity. It's like Stenson is three wood or whatever it is, yeah, three exactly. four wood, whatever. Like he could probably get made the new version of the equivalent. It'll weigh the same, same swing weight, the same shaft, what well, on paper should produce the same ball flight, but yeah. you've not got those past memories of, right, okay, this does that. Yeah. It's like, let's way I can describe it. Like, imagine wearing an old pair of football boots. Yeah. They fit just for you. Yeah. Now, you could have... They're the, worn in. Yeah, they could, you could be given an old pair of football boots, but they're being worn by somebody else. Yeah. And you don't quite know what they do. Mm. So it's or the like, same. Or like, like Jimmy Grimble. What's that? Have you never seen Jimmy Grimble? No. I'm mad. For those that have seen Jimmy Grimble, the magic's in the boots, isn't it? You've not seen Jimmy Grimble? No. What? You've never seen that film? No. Mate, it's like one of the best football films of all time. What's football? Shut up. <laughs> Long short of it, kid, not very good at football, finds boots. Comes good at football. Gets good at football. Bit like Michael Jordan. Because they're magic boots. Bit like Michael Jordan. Right, yeah, but at the end, realises, and the quote is, well, if the magic's in, in, in the boots, it must be in my feet, and no one's nicked them, have they? He's from Manchester. Really good film. City fan as well. City film, in fact. I have to watch that. Best quote of the film, though. Oh, right, it's not a buddy no, movie no, no, review. No, no, no. Best quote of the film. It's very, very relevant right now. Scout at the end, yeah. after the big match, at Main Road. Scout at the end comes to him saying... Would you like to join Man United? And he says, no, I've had a better offer. And the scout goes, what could be better than Man United, son? And Jimmy goes, Man City. <laughs> sorry, to Classic. The, sorry to the United fans who have just switched off and yeah. uh, good. unsubscribed good. to the pod. Good. No, not good. <laughs> um, so let's move on to talk European tour quickly. Yep. Portugal Masters. Yep. Winner. Thomas Peters. 19 under par. Now, he's been sort score. of off the radar, really, radar, hasn't he, really? Like, he's not really been around for... Well, his last win was 2019 in the Czech Masters, which he won two times now. Um, but someone that I've not really heard being spoke about, like, he's played in the Ryder Cup. This is a guy who's played in the Ryder Cup before um, and sort of was on this, like, crest and, like, precipice of going out to the States and playing really good. And then... Yeah one of these players that went out to the States and struggled, struggled and yeah. then sort of lost his game back here in Europe as well. So, yeah, I... I I am surprised, but I'm not surprised at the same time. 
like because he's a very very good player. Yeah. I'm surprised in the lack of form that he's had. Right. Okay. Over the last three years. Yeah. Not once in 2019. Like the drop off. Yeah. I his... sort of think of him as a player that should probably win not every year but sort of every other year at least. Yeah. He's good enough to. Yeah. He's good enough to win yeah. every year. Like he's good. Like, he's finished fourth in the Masters. Mm. Like last couple of years he's probably got played in the Masters and that shows how difficult it can be and how hard it is for yeah, some of these guys to go over to America and how it can ruin your game we've said it. this before like it's totally different beast yeah it's so much more lower scoring yeah and the golf courses are pretty much set up the same every week European Tour it's a little bit more playing golf as opposed to dart throwing in my opinion yeah yeah and we're going to move on to that it's so. a bit to me PJ Tour to me is a little bit like F1 used to be four or five years ago where there's only like one team that can win. Which you could argue in front of you. Could I have that happened, yeah. How <laughs> it was last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Do you know what I mean? Like, as in like, yeah. not one team but it's set up the same every Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. So who came second? I'm not going to pronounce his names. I'm not going to try. Uh, Hogard. Hogard. Uh, he's a uh, young lad. I'd have said Hogard. <laughs> Beergard and then I'd have said Beergard. Lucas Beergard. He's another young player. Um, Lucas Beergard. Very good player. I mean, all these guys, Pavon, another really good player. Um, so, I mean, who won PJ Tour last week, by the way? Herbert, Lucas Herbert. Lucas Herbert won. That was week before. Not. I know we mentioned this last week, but he's Herbert like sort of the before. the age of category of player that these guys are. So, but this is the thing, though. These guys here could. It's if it what if it's one in four that go over and actually make it in the PJ. It shows how hard it is for Luke, what Lucas Herbert did. It's, it's, it's doesn't point, it? It's probably out of the guys who play European Tour. It's probably less than that. Which Look is mad. Well, yeah, Beef Johnson is a big example, isn't it? But that's mad because of how good these guys actually are. But how competitive it is out there. Yeah. Um, right, let's leave the tours there for now. Because, well, sort of. Because we want to move on to our debate that's been ongoing about how can we basically lower the scores. Yeah. How can we make golf harder, in yeah. essence? Because... We've talked and talked and talked about how high scoring this week, 23 under par wins the PJ Tour. Like, ridiculous. The Masters, DJ's winning at 22 under, 24 under, 25 under. Do you know what I mean? Like, ridiculous scores. And we had some people write into us about this. Um, so, Jonathan, this is a great point. Wow, that is a long message. Yeah. This could be number one fan of the pod. Right here. So... Firstly, congratulate me on cracking 80. Cheers. Um, <laughs> and he also, said, and also said, hopefully, if you get to scratch, then it'll stop Alex whining about handicaps. Cheers. So. No comment. I'm the one that cheated in my... Uh... <laughs> this is his oh, first... You have a fake handicap? No. This oh. is... This is first thought on Alex's beef on high scores. No. So... Pure power isn't an issue. Golf isn't predictable, otherwise we'd be getting better predictions every week. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you also listen to the wrong show. <laughs> Bryson isn't winning like 2000 Tiger, overpowering every course. Leave things as they are. Any changes to equipment only seem to favour those who are better with technique slash power anyway to de- the detriment of the amateur golfers. Yeah, I'd agree completely with that statement, which I've yeah. said before. But no, but you. So you don't think power's the issue? No, I said if you change the equipment, you're only benefiting the most powerful. Yeah, so power is the issue. Yeah, because I, I, I disagree. With no, read the statement again. Power is not the issue. 
Golf isn't predictable. Otherwise, you'd be doing pre- better predictions. Bryson isn't winning like 2000 Tiger was overpowering every yeah, but course. That's not, that's not the statement, is it? The statement is we're, we're, we're discussing why the scores are so low. So that that we're not discussing the fact that the ball's going further. We're saying that they're hitting it further, which is making them low scores. But in this whole argument, it means that these guys are better with the wedges. The whole game is better, but power is one of the main issues. Yeah, of course it is. Power comes with technique. Okay. So I disagree with that comment. Sorry, Jonathan, shut it down. <laughs> but, but, but power isn't the issue, though, is it? Power is the issue. Power is one of the issues. You can't say there's not there's not one issue with this. If you're more powerful, you have a shorter club in. Right, okay. Therefore, so, you're more likely to make a birdie. Okay, so power so you, is the issue. So you're going to stop guys lifting weights? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we're, we're saying about how we're going to stop people lowering scores. Yeah, I'm so if, power if, you stop is on, if you stop them lifting weights... No, you're not going to, I'm not saying do that, am I? Uh, no, but if you stop on lifting that's weights... That's very pedantic. And then they can't hit it as far. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm, I, I, as I said <laughs> in the past, I think they have to do something with the golf ball. Okay. So, his next point. And I think this is a really good point, actually. Have a course par score for tournaments that's lower. No, because it doesn't make a difference. The guys on why tour, is it making a difference? The guys on tour, right? Well, it does make a difference. No, let me no, tell you why no, it makes no, it. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you. No, I'm going to go. Let me tell you why it makes childish. a difference. No, no. It doesn't make a difference, Of course it does. It doesn't. What did Bryson say when he went to the Masters? Mate, Wait, listen to me. It doesn't make a difference. I'm going to tell you why. Listen to me. You're going to say this and you're going to feel stupid No, I'm not. What did Bryson say when he went to the Masters? It's a par... 69 or whatever it is. Yeah. And what did he shoot? Yeah. The fucking world. Mate, that's not... No, right? So, make it a par 69. Make him play it. Make right. him play to that. I'm telling you M- right now. Make the play to that. I'm telling you right now. You're thinking, I hate to say this, you're both thinking as a club golfer, which you both are, the guys on tour aren't going out thinking, right, I've got a par this. They're looking at what their total is against everybody else. Oh, I shot 69. It could be a par 72 and they shot 69, or it could be a par 70 and shot 69. They're not bothered what the par is. They're bothered about how many strokes that they play over four rounds. They could shoot five under. All you're doing is not making it look as low by adjusting the par. That's what, you, that's what no, the issue no, no, is, no, isn't it? No, it's not the issue. That's not, that's not stemming the issue. You're just glossing up in a different way. The same people are still going to win. Right, you're okay. glossing it up in a different way. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, yeah. But the, the, the issue we were discussing is high scores. That brings your scores down straight Yeah, but away, that's glossing it? it up in a different way. Okay. That is basically polishing a turd. Okay. You're making it look different, but actually the th- same same problem's still there. Guys are still hitting it a long way and destroying golf courses. Okay. So the point goes on mm-hmm. to say, uh, well, he obviously goes on to say, it's not like anyone cares what the part of the course is. When you read out a score, it removes the non-issue and we can just enjoy the best players playing great shots. So his point is, why does it matter? So he's almost saying there, if you want to bring the scores down, like you said, polish it up, yeah. bring them down. But in essence, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Because, well, there's two looks to this, right? The average drive hasn't really got that much longer. We're just more aware of it, right? On top. Yeah. We're more aware of it, right? Because of the likes of Brighton, DJ, yeah, etc. Yeah. But I think the issue with it is people are saying that all these iconic golf courses, i.e. the Masters, yep. i.e. St. Andrews on a calm day, yep are going to become obsolete if this trend continues. So if it gets three or four years longer every year, the average drive, okay. obviously there's going to be a limit to what that can get to because of human actual physicality. And then obviously these long drive guys become more accurate. Could they then make transition yeah. over? Could they get a short game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is the people are worried about it ruining the integrity of the game in terms of these old golf courses. Do they become obsolete? 
Yeah, but then is, it, but then also, is it not just become a case of the game not changing with the times? Is it not just become a case I of, disagree. Of, of old attitudes not changing? Okay, but you said you said in the pod not two weeks ago, it's not fun to see people shoot 22 under par every week. No, I, no, but I've also always been in the camp of biff it long and chip it on me. I love watching him yeah, biff it long. Yeah, I, I am in that camp as well so, sometimes, but what my point here is... You're gonna make some golf courses obsolete. You're only gonna set like, for example, the Masters. I know, obviously, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Bryson didn't win, but yeah. you look at the the last six winners. They've all hit it a long way, DJ. apart from Spieth. Spieth, you probably yeah. you against your norm, but again, but we're saying that there. I'm just gonna sort of caveat what Alex has said there. We're not saying Jordan Jordan Spieth hits it short by any no. stretch of the imagination. He's in probably the top. 20% of yeah, hitters. Yeah, yeah, But so compared you, to some of the other guys. Yeah, like your, your, your book of that trend who's won at the Masters is Zach Johnson. Didn't go for single par five and two, yeah. but unbelievable short game. He's the book of the trend. Whereas you go back 20 years ago, he was the trend. Okay. But then, how do you then... I completely see what you're saying, but part of me thinks that the game and we've spoke about the game moving on and the game's just got to change and adapt like people have to adapt their view of it because technology's pat they've, they've it's almost like it's almost like the pj tour have gone let's just let the companies push the tech the guys push the bodies yeah, and then and then they they've can. got and then they but then they've because got the, the guys sell more they pay charge them more for ads yeah but yeah no yeah, yeah but listen let me finish then they've gone shit it looks too easy these guys are hitting it too far. Bryson can't have a forty-eight inch driver. But also, they like shit themselves, aren't they? And gone. We can't do that because yeah. we can't set a course up to stop but, him. But also, I think it, may, it it separates a pro from an amateur golfer massively. I think people think golf's really hard, in the sense of golf is hard. It's no, no, solid, it's really hard. It? But okay, oh my god, I'm never going to be any good in case I can shoot fucking nine under par. Whenever do you hear someone shoot nine under the handicap? No. Never, right? No. Yeah. So. I, in my opinion, it's it's not good for the game. But and, and I say this, I do like seeing them hit it a long way. But I don't know how you fix it. It's like a double-edged sword, though, isn't it? Because it's yeah. not good for the game in that sense. But it's good but for the game in the, sense, in the modern era. Yeah. Then there's another sense of like people looking at it thinking, I want to be able to hit it like that. I want to. Yeah. I want to change my game. I'm very and my swing so I look like Brighton or look like Matt Wolf. I'm very split on it, if I'm honest. Like I'm very split between. Because it old bits of the game and 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 moving the, with the times. The other thing as well, I, and I would look at from your perspective, and you might think it's completely irrelevant, but as a YouTube coach, there's times where you look at old players and talk about old players, i.e. Ben Hogan, mm-hmm. and and things that he said and tips that he said, where that at some point the way think the trend is going is going to be like. Well, I can't do that because I can't do it at speed. I can't do it as quick if I, unless I do it this way. Yeah, but Ben Hogan was one of the longest in his era. Yeah, correct. But but I'm talking about the way we're saying about the way the trend's going. Yeah, it's going to get to a point in it where it basically becomes about how fast you swing it, and more guys are swinging it's it. It's already that way though. But it's, no, not, it's not become the trend. That is the trend. Like no, but I mean like guys are hitting it like they're hitting it like okay, Bryson does it, but DJ doesn't stand there and swing out of his shoes. DJ stand there is balanced. Okay, Bryson's balanced, but you know what I'm saying. He I don't get your point. I'm sorry. But what I'm saying is, look at how DJ swings the club. Yeah. His feet don't move really, do they? Bryson's swinging off his shoes. It's going to get to a point, I think, where more golfers are watching the long drive championships and thinking, right, 
I need to swing it like Cal Berkshire and get my left leg out of the way. Trouble is, I see this, right? I think the PGA Tour Europeans are probably worried about this. Could the long driving become more popular than the actual golf in the end? Because it's over in a shorter time. It's a bit more exciting. It's a bit more of a show. Yeah. A bit more like a race. The way the trend, the way the trend is going, as it were. Oh, look how much more money they're earning in the long drive. There's a high chance of that. Um, I hope it doesn't. Uh, and I think that I think we're a long way off that. But I think equally the PJ Tour and the European Why? Tour. Why? You don't have to know any of the rules. You don't have to know any. You don't have to know any of the stupid fifty-nine million gazillion rules in the rule book to watch that. All you got to know is. Three balls in a set or six balls in a set. Who hits it longest wins. I completely agree. And but I, I but I, I don't think that's got the. It's getting a bigger profile yeah. because of Bryson. hundred percent. But, but I don't think it's quite there. No, but but, but also right. on that, I don't think that's achievable for many people. Whereas people can no. relate to going playing or not Augusta, but St Andrews. Yeah, or, yeah, or of course they can. But then, equally, you don't want it to get to the point where people are thinking don't want to go to St Andrews because they just do this and this and this and I can't do that like you said before it's a tricky one it's hard but there is no answer to it but I think the PJ the only answer to it is and this is what I've heard a lot of people say is the golf ball like the golf ball now is made to not deviate that much yes I know some of you probably listen to this thinking Jesus what what would mine deviates a lot but (laughs) it's designed to go long it's it's basically like the biggest thing that's changed in my opinion over the sort of last 20 years and that and the driver head mm. so they're the two things that are make obviously making the ball go longer so the only thing you could do is you can you could have a different golf ball for the pros as an amateur but then I've said the argument on this is if you're an elite amateur at what point do you start trying to use another ball well yeah that's the thing isn't it like yeah, that's the only way you make the golf courses sort of like if you're that amateur that's going in between and thinking that I'm going to go pro, I'm not going to go pro. Well, you said, when do you change? Because it's going to start affecting your amateur scores. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know whether... Well, then in, my answer to that would be tour school mm. or however... Which, tour school, okay, they're already pros in essence, aren't they? Mm. But you don't start using that golf ball okay, but you play... until you're on tour, until you are playing a course on tour and everyone's using the same ball. Yeah, but okay, you play Challenge Tour for the year, okay? This is your argument. You play Challenge Tour for the year where you've used a shorter ball. Okay, I've gone back to tour school now. I get to use a longer ball. Because I've got half of the people saying, I'm not, I've been on tour yet, I don't have to use that ball. But then I've been using it, so mm. I've got to readjust to a longer ball. That's going to show up Ship Creek. I'm probably not going to do that. I'm probably going to use the ball that I've been using because I know how far it goes, but then I'm going to be at a massive disadvantage. Yes, but that's where they have to just bring in rules to say you use this ball or you use that ball. Yeah, but I don't think it works. Honestly, I, I know what you're saying. And I, well, and... to, but at some point, there has to be a line drawn where they say this is what's happening and that's it. Like, you can't just go, it will well, have it's to be you turn pro and that's what you use. Well, yeah, but then what about your amateur events that you play in? You or, just... or do you know what I mean? Like, what about... That's what I'm saying, though. There has, there's going to have to be yeah, a line just, that's drawn and you're either effective one way or the other. If you play on a tour or going to tour school, you enter tour school, whether you're amateur or pro, you have to use that golf ball. No, yeah. No, that's, so what, any, I was, yeah, any, that's what I was saying. No, no, but I'm saying, you were saying, like, you know, you said going before you get on tour, you've got to, you, you, can't, you can use whatever ball you want. No, no, I said that ball hmm. is, you're saying you've got to use that ball at tour school. My point was, that but you get through tour school, you're on the European tour. 
that's the ball you use. Yeah, I get You get on the PJ Tour, that's the ball you use. In my opinion, if you're going for tour school, you're going for anything, you're turning pro, then you change the ball. It'd be interesting. So the actual people get on tour using that crap ball. Yeah. The other, the other point, and it's quite a different angle on it. Um, I hate this point. I've seen this one on message. What? The weight class. Yeah, I hate and it. you can't use that like weight class is not the right term, like categories. It's a bit like term, boxing. It? Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to do it in a sense of like. It, She's put me in the kids. It, yeah, but it's basically to give the likes of Matt Fitzpatrick, for example, who come out and say he can't keep up with Bryce and he can't keep up with this, he doesn't hit it that far, gives him a chance of winning, doesn't it? Mate, you, I think he's doing alright. I 100% think he's doing alright. I know he's I'm glad right. you digged him out in the second ever episode on the pod, mate. I did, correct. Because he was complaining about people hitting it wrong. Like, yeah, I'd, it's I'd, to help him. That, uh, outside the box, but no. It's alright. I've not really explained it yet, but okay. But, but <laughs> you're basically saying, like, depending on your weight, depends on which events you'd play in. No, I, or I, within well, the I same said, event, you'd have different winners. Well, I said you wouldn't be able to do it. My point to the person, that, my brother that made it when we were discussing it was, Okay, you won't be able to do it on weight because weight's irrelevant, really. You'd have to do it on another category, like swing speed. Yeah, but how would you do that? Well, because golf's not based on driving, is it? No, it's not. But it's all about at the minute with the. So PGA you have a weight. I'm going to tickle it there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so Bryson, you got to drive that again. You swung it over one thirty. Uh, <laughs> drive it again. Um, but that the we we're talking about the guys being too long for courses and driving them, chipping on, that is an outside-the-box way of looking at, well, okay, let them hit it like that, but those that hit it like that can hit it like that, and those that don't can do it another way. And it's outside the box, it's it's different, but they need to look at outside, they're never going to do that, 100%, but they do need to look at outside the box how they can stop this. One way I think that will help scores come down is something that has happened this week what? or last week. The rule changes around the greens. Yes. Now, see, this, this is, is for me a better way of doing it. This is really interesting. So, this week or back in the last week, the they released basically new rules around the greens mm-hmm. and what is allowed and what isn't allowed. Shall I read this all out? No, I'll, I'll give a quick synopsis. So basically, you if you play European Tour, um, they sort of started to have them on Challenge Tour, definitely had them on PJ Tour. You had, a, you had a green book, it's called. So essentially, you had these books which told you the degrees of slopes um, on every single part of the green. So the slopes and numbers would get closer together and more severe, the tighter the slope and the more severe the slope was. Also, caddies could go out on the golf course and put their own spirit levels to measure their own slopes and get their own information. So if you're using aim point or you're using a system where on a 2% slope it moves right to left by three feet at this speed on a, on a five stint green or nine stint green, you know how much and roughly where to, to, to sort of aim when you're putting so basically it was making it more of a maths equation to, to hold a putt yeah and we've seen bryson doing that you've seen him. yeah yeah so there's ba- basically if you're hitting get a foot past on a two percent slope um downhill or whatever it is it doesn't matter uphill downhill doesn't, no, it doesn't matter two percent slope on a, you would be able to work out how far you have to aim right or left or yeah okay so they're now saying the rule is no green books and you're not well, allowed to well Lim- is it limited? Yeah, so I'll, I'll read this. There's like four points here. So 
From the 1st January 2022, during competition rounds, players and caddies will only be able to use a committee-approved yardage book. The committee-approved book will be a very similar to a traditional yardage book and with respect to green details, will have only general information on slopes yeah, and so, other features. So it, it has basically like contours on it. Yeah. So the green books had contours and numbers. Right, so okay. I'm guessing it'll just have contours showing yeah. you if you're from the fairway, okay, you've got a bit more of a slope there to aim at the flags around there. That is what I would sort of imagine what general slopes would be like. Yeah. The next point is... The PGA Tour will work with Mark Long and any other yardage book providers to develop a parameters of the approved book, which will be identified on a cover as committee approved book or printed books of PGA Tour tournaments from 2021 and prior must not be used. So you obviously can't take an old book out with you. Some people do that. So is... Is, a, is that just in tournament play or in general? Tournament play. From the that's I'm assuming tournament play from the first um, yeah. the first point. Handwritten notes that could assist with reading the line of play on a putting green will continue to be allowed in a, in the approved books. So you can still go out and do your research then. However, such notes will be restricted to only those made by the player or caddy and must be derived from the experiences or any observations of a ball rolling on a green. This includes observations from a TV broadcast. Yeah, so they're not saying you can put spirit levels on the greens now. Transferring previous handwritten notes that also meet the new restrictions into the approved book is allowed. No devices, levels or other technology may be used to gather information to be kept as notes and no information may be copied from another source into the approved book. So basically, all you can do is roll the ball on the green and see how it happens. And see say roughly it moved by this right to left or yeah. left to right. Yeah. Um, so... And then it goes on to say, the approved books and handwritten information added into the book may be used to read a line of play on the putting green or for other strokes during the round. And then highlight section is, in addition to the new local rule, a tournament regulation will be amended to extend the pro prohibition on using any device to test the conditions of the putting greens to include all practice greens and during all official practice rounds and pro-ams. So basically they can't do it. They can't use devices all week. It, you can only um, basically write these notes on how the ball actually rolls on the green. That is instantly going to make it more difficult. But also it's saying there is if you've got a green book from two years ago, you can't copy it over. Or you can only copy approved notes over. Yeah, so you, a, but approved notes wouldn't be you writing on. It's a 2% slope here. Exactly, exactly. Um, so this is, when we're talking about lowering scores, this is something that is going to massively do that because well I yeah, think it will I think it will because it'll also speed it, up play by the way like massively speed up play will it though because yeah. will, will guys not spend more time looking over no because, because it takes it takes bloody half an hour to work out where you are on that bleeding book if you're not used to it I'll promise you <laughs> I, I, I think this will speed up play Um, but I, I think it's a good idea I think it will th there is potential for it to really separate the field though isn't there mm from guys that rely heavily on that Yeah, there'll be a few people side. absolutely going, oh my God, I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah, it'll Massively. take some adjusting. But then I imagine there'll also be guys that are like, that's how I do it anyway. I do it, that, I, I don't use it I as think, much tech and things like that. I think if you had this sort of scenario five years ago, most people would be like, God, get rid of them, good. Yeah. Whereas now I think the majority would be a bit like, mm. 
Well, I'm not uh, sure about this. I know we this. speak a lot about Bryson on this, but if you look at how he puts... Jeez, the Bryson fanfare. Might as well change the name of the bleeding pod. No, but you know what I mean? You know what I'm going to say yeah. here? The way he puts is complete Mate, mathematical he will, equation. He will still be good at putting, I'm telling you. No, I'm not saying he's not going to be good he at putting. He will find a way. But it is... Do you remember when he was at the US Open? Mm-hmm. And he's talking like this this many paces, this, 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 it's this percent, it's that percent. That means he's got to hit it there. Like That's how, where it's going to speed it up, isn't mm-hmm. it? And it's going to make it harder because he's not going to have all that information. Are we going to leave that there for this week? Yeah, we've... we've, we've... The debate. I'm sure the debate will continue because rules will be changed and things will happen. But we will uh, pick that up as it comes. So, we're going to move on quickly now because a list came out this week about the top earning athletes... And this golfers, is mad, by the way. Golfers have dominated the list. You make golfers are dominating the list. Now, I want to start off with not Tiger Woods. I want to start off with good old AP, Arnold Palmer. Yes. Now, this has absolutely astounded me. So, known as a king, he said, uh, it's, it's rumoured to be said that he was still earning £30 million a year at the time of his death in 2016 and amassed over £850. Eight hundred eighty-five million in his career. Now, if you adjust those figures to inflation from where they were when he won it to where they are now, that's one point five billion he earned. That is ridiculous. Yes. So, basically, I think is it Forbes that have released this list. Yeah. So, titled top twenty-five highest-paid athletes of all time, golfers occupy the positions two, three, four. 11 and 15. Unsurprisingly, Tiger Woods is the richest golfer um, with a total of 1.66 billion. Earnings throughout his career, some 400 million short of a basketball star, Jordan. So let's click on this link here and we'll, we'll have a look at sort of... So Michael Jordan's obviously number one. Yeah. Followed closely, or maybe not so closely, uh, by Tiger Woods. Mm, no. Tiger Woods is second. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Second highest paid earner. Um, and then I think third... All the, all the people that are coming in here are um, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's a little bit down this. Third Jack is Jack Nicholas, And then fourth was Arnold Palmer, Palmer. isn't it? Um, serious. Like, I, I think that shows, A, the money in golf. But if you look at... It's ha- mad. Well, you look at the top 10... There is one, two, three, got three of the golfers are in there. Inside the top 15, they have five positions. Now, if you ask most people who's the top earners of the world, you'd think footballers, American footballers, which I'm sure they are up there. Yeah, like there'll be some up there. But if you, uh, let me see if I can actually, because that website didn't work, did it? So you've got, obviously, Michael Jordan's top, and then uh, 1.85 billion. So Tiger Woods is not a million miles behind. No. 1.66 or 1.7. Then, oh no, sorry, Arnold Palmer, third. Jack Nicholas, fourth. So Nicholas, um, he's course design companies responsible for 410 courses in, in 41 countries with 18-time major winner involved in three quarters <laughs> of the projects. <laughs> Serious, though. Then who's number... Then you've got Phil, Phil Mickelson, 11. sixth. Sixth. Career earnings of 815 million. Yeah, who's number 11 in the world? Um... It says LeBron James on here, mate. It must have changed that. Greg Norman. Greg Norman, okay. 13. Yep. Okay, these must have been slightly updated. 705 million. Mm-hmm. Um, when? Ah, so it must have changed slightly, so maybe some of them... I don't know when this is from. Anyway. Oh, oh that's that's why. 
because that was from 2017. Anyway, it, it's not going to be much short of that. We're just basically an, astounded at how much. Okay, so there you go. I've got it on here. So Mickelson's 11. Mickelson's 11. Greg Norman's 15th. Yep. So you've got, um, which is, well, Jack Nicholas has earned a similar amount of money to, um, ahead, he's 140 million ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. It's mad that he's ahead of... Think of these names, right? Cristiano Ronaldo, Floyd Mayweather, LeBron James, Michael Schumacher and Roger Federer are all behind Tiger Woods, Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas. Mad. And then following them is Phil Mickelson, who's in front of David Beckham. I tell you what. Madness. Tell you what, golf's where you want to be, isn't it? Oh, if, you're, if you're a major champion, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Um, next point, quickly. CBD. Yeah, there's rumours that it actually helps your performance. Now, I think some things are allowed because I know Tiger Woods chews the gum. Yeah. Uh, you've seen Mickelson put the drops on his tongue. So are these just performance-enhancing drugs right now that are helping performance that have not been put on the banned list but are soon to be? This is the thing, and this is where it's. This is where it, it, it shows... Not the lengths that athletes will go to because it's legal. It's legal. It's completely Josh legal. Josh is basically saying he's ahead, he's not been found out to be illegal yet. You call him Lance Armstrong. What? Who? You call me? All them. I'm not calling any of them because at at the level that they're playing at, it's the fine margins that win you. Oh yeah. Events, 100%. isn't it? Hundred percent. And it's the marginal gains that win you events. Yeah. Brighton wants to hit it further to win events. DJ hits it further to win events. If if chewing gum or whatever is going to help you perform better why would they not do it I, I agree I agree it'll be interesting to see if this changes or if there's talk of it changing and you see more players in the meantime start to Actually use it. it yeah while they can we'll give you an update on this when we hear some more this is just sort of an article that we saw um, just before coming up okay so that rounds us up um, for this week's um, tour trash talk. We're now on what should be, mate. And you're, you're you're tapping your pad here like oh, you want to get mate. to your chest, mate. Mate, Fire mate. Away. So I played uh, last week with. It was a, so it was invited to play on someone's football. By the way, can we just put this out there? You didn't play your comp. We've not given you. Oh update. yeah, we didn't play the comp. You've not played your comp. So. Update comp has not been played. So, it got postponed for. Uh, and potentially being given the match. So you potentially into the third round. Potentially, that would be a buy from the first round, a buy in the second round. Anyway. We will update you if and when we play that. So, I was playing last Wednesday. Got invited to play by uh, Dan, who's a good friend, actually. Uh, met him through the networking group. Um, it was his birthday. Happy birthday for last Wednesday. And he invited us to play, me and Dave. All right? So, it was me, Dave, um, Dan, and a, another Dan. Two Dans. Um, and... Oi, Dan! <laughs> exactly. Um... And we're playing, and we must have been on the first, second, we skipped the third because it was closed, fourth, fifth, sixth hole, right? So we're teeing off on the sixth hole. Mm. Behind us is a two ball, two old blokes. Mm. And then behind them, the two ball, two old blokes, right? So we got to the fifth hole. No, we were on the sixth. We got to the fifth, and two tractors start coming down towards us. Like, didn't wait. They're, like, driving towards us. But I'm not talking like tractors where they're covered. I'm talking, like blokes like sat with like no protection so we're like right okay we'll let them come let them drive because they're literally driving down the path which is directly in front of the tee box down the path yeah down the path so we're like right well, we're not going to tee off and over them 
we'll let him let him come through. So we obviously then delayed a little bit. And there's these two blokes behind us and classic speed golfers. We got on the sixth tee and we're walking off the tee and there one of them comes across and goes, are you not going to let us through then? And honestly, mate... Have they been we... waiting behind you for a while? Yeah, but they'd, they'd waited for a couple of minutes because we had to wait for these tractors to come through, right? So I was like, oh, I'm taking the fuck I can't believe you just said that. Like, we weren't playing slow. Mm. We'd just, we'd been held up, right? So I was like, fucking, as if you've just said that. That's just golf, mate. That's, that's one thing wrong with golf clubs. Like, you're not going to let us through. You, you should let us through. Why? No, I'll tell you if I'm letting you through. Yeah, so I... You stay in your box, so, Peter. Correct. So this is what I said, right? I said to the group, said, We're not, I am not letting them through. They've done it. You've Come done on, it lads. Now. Let's rally together. Right. We're not letting them Mate, through. Mate, so we played the next... Yeah, didn't you? No, did we heck? Play the next ball. Got on the got on the, on the green, put it out. They were on the fairway walking towards their ball. So I'm like, oh, it's not even like you're waiting. You've literally, you played, you've had to wait on a par three. You've had to wait on one all, right? You're not waiting. So then I'm like, all right, come on. We had a par three next. Play the par three. Get on the next tee box. They're only just on the tee box. I was like, we're right, we fucking cracked it. Mate, we were catching the group in front before they were behind us. Just him afterwards. Uh, good job you didn't come through us, mate. Well, I said, I said to the lads that we were playing with, I was like, it's a good job we didn't because we'd have been fucking stuck behind them. Yeah. So that winds me up. You should be let through when you are right up someone's backside. Don't just assume that they're playing slow and go, uh, uh, you got to let us through. No, they'll let you through. You probably saw your tee off and you walk right, one walk left. Me and me walk right, walk right, walk right. My missus left anyway. I mean, walk left. Uh. <laughs> um, you, it's uh, the person in front of you, it's their record on letting you through, is it not? Am mm. I right? Yeah. Not the way around. What if, what if we'd have been playing in a comp, in a knockout? Can't let you through. You can. But that's what they say, isn't it? We're playing, like, we get it in Northern, or oh, we're playing in a comp, so we can't let you through. Fine, not bothered. I'm not asked. I'm not here for a, mm, a quick like walk. What annoys me is people saying, you should let us through. No, yeah, I'll let you through. Well, I'm ready to let you we through. get your point, Jesus, blood pressure. <sighs> Breathe. Right. Right, this or that? No, Arcos. Oh, Arcos. I've not, really not really got much of an update, really. I've only played six holes with it. Yeah, but what? Okay, six holes. Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. I like it. Now you've figured out how to turn it from metres to yards. <laughs> Initial thoughts. I like it. I like the how, much, how far it's given me distances. I like the stats that it gives you because once I've played more here, I can get like number of birdies, number of stats, um, driving strokes gained, approach strokes gained. Um, I can get a lot more. Basically, what I'm saying to you. So my question to you is, having played how many holes? The only thing is, is you put it in front of the pocket, it really annoys me. I agree, that would annoy me but, too. But, however, saying that, I wear my gilet. You put it in your gilet pocket. And I put my gilet pocket. What are you doing in the summer though? Just like that. Wear a gilet with, sleep, with no jumper. With no jumper. Good point, well made. It's um, annoying how you can't put it in your back pocket. Yeah, the one or thing. in your bag. Yeah, but because your bag still tracks away, do you know what I mean? But I was assuming the has to be on the person. On the club has to be closed. Yeah. yeah, you can get a little belt clip, which uh, you knew you wouldn't see. It. I reckon you could put it. Batman in your pocket. utility I belt. I reckon... <laughs> 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 well, I reckon you could put it in your pocket. The little clip. Yeah, yeah. You should do it on a ball marker. Yeah, definitely. That tell you what, mate. You need to get in touch with Marcos and say, look, I've got hey. an idea for you. Um, Cost you a million quid. That the question I was going to ask you though. How many holes have you played? Six. Right, okay. So you're starting to build up a little bit of data. 
Not that much, have No, but do you think you will get to a point where you are playing golf, you get to your ball, you ping your ball, and then you go, I've got 168 yards. Arcos says I should should hit this. No. Why? Because that's the idea in it, is it not? Yeah, yeah. But I'm a big believer in like what clubs it feel like. I'll use it to help me. Like obviously, I'll see like I won't use it for like suggested caddy. Cause I don't think you can use that in tournament. Cause you can put it like tournament mode. Okay. Um, but what I would use it for is saying, oh, like six iron goes one seventy-five. Right, I got one eighty. Right, okay. One eighty-five is five iron, soft five, strong six, and that'll pretty much depend on the wind direction, where the flag is, front, back, middle, left, whatever. So I'll use it to an extent, I think, yeah, but not not fully. So that's where I see it helping an amateur golfer. Oh yeah, because most of you, sorry, you don't have a freaking clue what club to it. But you always come up short. This gives you some hard truths. I think a lot of people look at this and go, Nah, I don't hit that much longer than that. You don't. You're short. Yeah. So, I like to think I know how far my clubs go. Well, so do I, but I think I'm going to be a bit astounded with this. But I mean, when I'm playing, like, yeah, no, but when when you're playing, mm. you, let's use an example, you'll get to 150 mm. and you'll go, with the wind or without the wind, eight iron. Yeah, but my old clubs, I'd have it probably wedge, nine iron. Right, but with your clubs now, so, I, right, okay, I'll use me as an example. I get to a ball, I've got 150. Right, I'd normally eight iron here. What's the wind doing? Yeah, I feel good, like I can hit eight iron. That feel, that's how yeah, I, yeah. that's my thought process, yeah? I, for me, don't th- think that little bit of extra time to look at my phone is, because I know that I'm going to hit eight iron 150. Or what is 150? I would always hit eight iron if that's the, mm. if the wind's not into or, or wait or. Yeah, but how many times you come up short or what? I think it's good if you use it to get actually how far is my ball going. Yeah, I guess so. And then go from there. So then you can remember your yardages. So if it's one forty-five, not one fifty, you know it's five yards short. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying though. For for me, for my game, mm. I feel like I know my yardages enough. Mm. I no, I I, I I feel like I'm long more than I'm short. I I know what you're saying. Well, vice versa. If you're long more than you're short, then you you need to yeah take one club less. But my point is for you. Mm. You know your game inside out. I don't. Maybe I don't. We'll <laughs> soon find out, won't we? <laughs> You're just saying the no, opposite. Like, what I'm saying, no, though. no, no. What I'm saying is, my point is, is, is ask, it pointless for you? N- no. If you ask me about my old irons, I wouldn't say it's still. I would. I would say it's probably less valid because I know I knew what those irons did more than these. I find that these go a lot shorter because they're different lofts, and now I've gone to variable, not one length. Right. Okay. So, like, I don't think it's pointless at all. No, I think it's going to give me some real good truths on actually how far I hit my ball yeah probably a lot shorter than I think right now <laughs> but I think the other thing that's important to sort of caveat this with from a club golfer perspective I believe mm. that for it to be accurate you need to be hitting the same ball every time you need to be playing with the same ball you need to be do you yeah, know what I mean because I mean, you're going down an avenue of but it's that. true though isn't it yeah, if you want to if you want to use it to its full potential 100% and you've got to take into account was it cold was it wet was it windy yeah. like the all these things but you've got to remember golf's never clearly played on a flat calm day and you're playing varying conditions so it's giving you your average so it's better to actually do it and get a full spectrum of results yeah. rather than for example if you went and played at South Africa at altitude really warm and you went oh my driver goes 275 brilliant yeah come back to Manchester in November is about 225 yeah exactly so yeah these things are all relative to what what scenarios and what conditions you're playing in but the ball regardless yeah, I would try and try use and keep a similar it the same. Ball. yeah 
whether it's premium same, or, or... Pre, yeah whether it's a Titleist Pro Veal and a Strixon Z Star I mean for most of us that's not going to make much a difference but ideally use the same ball same brand yeah time. but say for example the example I would from a club perspective is you tee off with a Pro V1 and you stick it in the shirt you lose your ball there is no point in pulling out a Strixon distance because your data is instantly it's going to be changed slightly yeah. because we did that test on the yeah. how those balls flew and things like that and it's massively different yeah especially if you are a better striker of the golf ball even though even like let's say if you strike it well at sort of like a 13 15 handicapper you can still strike it really well yeah you're going to see yeah you're not going to be able to control it you're going yeah. to see some difference in your stats whereas if you're a higher handicapper it will probably make not much difference because of strike and, and shot yeah. locations but yeah if you're someone who strikes it relatively well makes a massive difference like you saw the you saw it go fly over the back of the green and, yeah and basically what Josh is saying here is you could get a seven iron with a softer ball go one 45 and you yeah. could get a 7 9 with a distance ball go 165 170 yeah then you're like oh i hit it one one 160 on average you don't no you don't you we do with that ball rock hard ball yeah. yeah so use the same ball yeah. very good point right let's leave that there we'll keep up to date with that though once yeah. you build up more data i'm going to be playing friday so i'm going to have it on my bucket the yeah. whole round so and we actually spoke for i've got it on my club so i might get the trial and do it as well and yeah. then we can see i do it when you comparison. can play, you play you play more yeah. anyway so i'll do it definitely right this or that first one this is one I came up with. Right, I'll go ask you. Yeah. So would you rather hit it like Bryson and be outside the world's top 50 in um, chipping or would you rather chip like Phil Mickelson and be outside the world's top 50 in driving distance? Well, they say that short game wins yeah. tournaments, but I just love to fifth it, mate. So Bryson, 100%. <laughs> I would definitely be a Phil Would you? Yeah. But, and... I think I think this Mate, is be able to flop it over someone's head a yard in front of you. This is the thing, isn't it? The the smart the smart answer to this is Phil Mickelson, is it? Because if you're outside just outside the top fifty, you're still hitting it a long way. Yeah. Aren't you? Oh, yeah. So yeah. the smart answer is Phil Mickelson, <laughs> but I would love to biff it. But not so, answer, <laughs> it's uh, Bryson, <laughs> correct. Okay, next one. And we're gonna go this next one, I'm gonna let them last. Okay. Okay. Would you rather be in their pump? Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicholas? Well, Arnold Palmer earned more, so... <laughs> Bit of a ladies' man as well. Yeah. <laughs> is he? What is he? Um, and he was a pilot, wasn't he? Mate, Good he was flight. Just a, just a cool guy. Just an all-round cool guy. But then Jack Nicholas won an absolute... He's arguably the greatest golfer of all time, what? isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Jack Nicholas. I'd probably go Jack Nicholas as well. Yeah. Probably more like my character, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> not really a ladies' man, and not with a pilot. <laughs> but one point, however many billion, five billion doesn't sound too bad. Um, I'd take thirty million a year right now. But then, to be fair, Jack Nicholas was just behind him. So. Yeah, I don't think the amount of difference that they're seeing you're gonna actually matter. No, absolutely not. I know it's probably like 140 million difference, but actually. When you've got 1.5 billion. Uh, nah. God, you. Freaking rich, you! You got 144 million more than me. Yeah, yeah but Jack, you've got one fit 1.5 billion, mate. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right, okay, Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Come back whenever I want. Okay. Um, right, last one. Bryson or Brooks? Bryson or Brooks? Okay, we'll sit. I'll sit after three. One, two, three. Bryson. Really? Yeah. I was not expecting that. I think Brooks just is a bit of a knob, isn't he? I don't, yeah. I don't feel to think I'm a knob. I could deal with people calling me a bit crazy and a bit different yeah. on the golf course, but just looks like he should be playing American football. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Big. After after game going, yeah, like big, 
I can say big bodybuilder like, but yeah. so is Bryson. No, but it's different. I yeah, like, I, I, I can. Uh, he's got that sort. Bryson's of... got that confidence in the fact that he's done everything he needs to do. Yeah. Bryce Brooks has got that cockiness, that arrogance. Yeah, which they've all got that bit of arrogance. But, yeah, but yeah. his comes on. Bryson comes on the back of actually working hard in his game. Persona, anyway. Right. I'm sure Brooks actually does work hard in his game. Okay, next question then. Same thing. The match that is coming up and that we'll talk about on the 26th of yeah. November, who do you want to win? Well, I'd say Bryson wins. Would you? No, but no, no, not who, who wins, Bryson, who do you want to win? Don't I want to be in, mate. All right, fine. Did he he say, I, I'd say Bryson as well, but I was expecting you to go the other way. No, I, don't. I just think Brooks just loves what he does. If I saw him in the street, I just think, just a bit of a aren't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just gonna... Bryson strikes me as the kind of guy that's going to stand and sign kids' autographs. Brooks strikes me as the kind of guy who maybe do one and fuck off. Yeah. Hat down. Hat down. Um, get CBA out of it. Yeah. Right. I think that wraps us up. God. Indeed. I'm tired after that. It's a long pod. I've got jaw rake. Long pod. A lot of arguing. That got heated. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, if you did enjoy the pod, please do pass it on, and we'll be back with you next Wednesday with DP World preview yep. picks um, to round up the final of the European Tour. See you next week. <laughs>